Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 507, air date January 20th, 2020. Are you ready? Yes. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. Uh, this is a Shiva for Senate Town Hall. We have a couple people come here, a, a good group in Cambridge, and we have a number of people online. What we really want to focus on today is really looking at the lessons from the New Jersey victory. It was a victory. Obviously, victories doesn't mean it's going to just end tomorrow. We have to keep continuing. It was a significant victory, and I'll talk about why. But before I talk about that, what I want to do is to really talk about the big problem. Can you just give me that, Michael, that, that uh, sheet right there? So there is up online, people can see this. I call it a manifesto. It's a big, big word. Um, but it's really a document that I put together. It's two pages. You guys can get it. It's freely available. It's publicly available. No secrets here. But it's a document that really talks about uh, not, you know, I'm running for Senate, but the reason I'm running for Senate is because our Senate campaign in Massachusetts is much bigger than some politician running. I'm actually a scientist and inventor and educator. And the reason I'm running is because my entire life has been about fighting for truth, you know, fighting for freedom and really fighting about health. You guys can go read about my background from India when I was involved in with my grandmother in traditional medicines. My entire life has been about truth, freedom, and health. But the Senate campaign is important because, as we'll talk about, for far too long in American history, politicians and the, the forces of power, profit, and control have really owned the entire discourse. I'm going to point this over here so we can get some better sound, if it's okay, Jen. Um, have really owned the entire discourse on what occurs in this country. So this document really lays out what the real problem is and what the real solution is. And if we don't go down to the heart of the heart of the heart of the real problem on any of these movements, be it vaccine choice, be it, um, you know, you look at any problem, be it the gun violence issue, be it immigration, climate change, people are gonna be running around with their, like chickens with their head cut off, keep making problems for a generation after generation, and they're going to get taken advantage of not only by those forces who want that, but also what I call the not-so-obvious establishment. And I'll also talk about that. There are people who actually are like poverty pimps who profit from movements. Okay, and we need to talk about that in this movement. We saw it in New Jersey, and these people constrain movements, so we're going to talk about that. And then finally, we're going to talk about how to move this movement forward, and then we'll go offline because we have a more of a strategy meeting we're going to do here. Okay, but let me lay out what the real problem is. And I'm gonna, you, you guys know I like to do diagrams, but there's really two parts here. Over here, you can think about, let's call it, I'm gonna put it quotes pharma, okay? And, and over here is the politicians. And by the way, uh, pharma means broadly, not only the pharmaceutical companies, but you're talking about a lot of moneyed interests. Over here, I'm gonna put this thing called infrastructure. And you'll see why I'm going to do this. And over here is we the people. And pharma also deals with another entity here, which I'm going to call fake science. And over here, we have, you know, real science. And these forces work together to deliver what I call fake public health. everyone see that Michael is coming all right okay and we here want real public health 
And these two forces are the ones that are really the oppositional forces. So this is the big picture. So you have pharma, which can leverage fake science because they pay off scientists in the academic world. Academia has now become essentially the oldest profession in the world. Um, and they use politicians to push forward what I call fake public health. Over here, if you look at the history of humankind's progress, it's always been infrastructure. You know, new infrastructure, working with real science where we really uh, leverage the scientific method, where we went into science to really understand what was going on, and it was done for the people and we got real public health. And I'll give examples of this. But this group here, as we'll talk about, as I talk about in this document, is become so corrupt that they can't actually deliver infrastructure anymore. Okay? So what they do is they create fake, prob fake problems and fake solutions. And that's what's going on with the vaccine movement or the vaccine choice movement. And at the heart of it is politicians who uh, have become so corrupt they cannot deliver infrastructure. So let me give you an example. So, if you look, so first of all, what is infrastructure? Well, infrastructure is not just the bridges and the roads and the highways, which is what we call the transportation system. In the modern world, infrastructure also includes other components. Well, it's the technologies that run our healthcare system. It's the technologies that run our electrical grids. It's the technologies um, you know, that support our educational system, right? It's all those policies which support more than just roads and bridges. Is that clear? So that's what I call infrastructure. And if you look at that infrastructure, it's decaying throughout this country. Um, we are lagging probably in the 20th century. China is moving forward into the 23rd century. And why is that? Because even if it's China or Singapore, very authoritarian regimes, they can get infrastructure started. So by the time they decide to put money into a bridge, they can get it started in two years. In America, it takes 10 years, okay? Not only if you want to compare America, you can say, well, China and Singapore are authoritarian regimes. Even in democratic countries like Germany and Canada, they can start an infrastructure project in two years. And there's a great analysis done by a guy called Philip Howard. You can go look at it. So here's a fundamental problem. The amount of corrupt red tape it takes to build anything because of the collusion of be it politicians or whoever's working with them has gotten so enormously uh, uh, awful that they can't even build anything anymore. Okay. So if you look at the real problems here in infrastructure, we don't, it's very hard for us to deliver clean water. All of us are drinking bottled water, right? We have to buy filters. I mean, in Belmont, Massachusetts here, I get a, a bill that says, oh, you, you're, be careful, your water may have lead in it, okay? And I pay a lot of property taxes in Belmont. It says it right there on the bill. We can't really get clean air because the nonsense like the Paris Accords, which were promoted as though they're going to help the environment, actually allow China to double their pollution by 11 billion carbon metric tons. And so also they allow um, you know, uh, India to pollute by another double. But it was sold to us, the Paris Accords says this is going to help the world. It's nonsense. The Paris Accords helps China double their pollution. They're at 11 billion uh, metric tons of carbon. They're allowed to pollute to another 22 billion. Okay. So, and then as a part of that hoax, they make CO2 the pollutant, fake problem, okay? And then they promote a fake solution. We all have to get off carbon, which is total nonsense. So what's happened is on any issue, this collusion here uses fake science to promote a fake problem. 
So if we look at the infrastructure, how did we actually get real public health in this country? During the 1800s, in the late 1800s to the late 1900s, people may not know this, the biggest workers' movements in this country took place. And this has been wiped out of American history because they branded as communist. It wasn't. It was American workers during the late 1800s, women in Lowell, you know, bread and roses strike, who struck because they didn't want child labor, you know, they wanted better nutrition, they wanted public education, they wanted sanitation, they wanted refrigeration. All of those things took place during the late 1800s and the early 1900s. And that gave rise to one of the most compelling things where if you look at mortality from infectious diseases, which is about 14 out of 100K, fell down by the 1950s to one out of 200,000, okay? This is what happened. All of this occurred because of these movements, massive workers' movements, not politicians, not begging to legislators. It was working people rising up, American working people, that gave rise to this decline in all infectious diseases. Let me repeat, it was infrastructure, sanitation, hygiene, nutrition, vitamin A, all of that gave massive decline into uh, infectious diseases. So by 1963, for example, measles had already gone down by 97%. Okay? This is the truth. And where did it come from? Infrastructure, real science, people wanted it, and that's how we got real public health. The plumber and the electrician were far more valuable in, in reality than the doctor or the pharmacist. So the plumber or the electrician brought us more public health than the doctor or the pharmacist. So this is real public health. And where did it come from? It came from massive workers' movements. It didn't come from a few people from Hollywood jumping in or a few media personalities, okay, running these movements. These were people, American workers. Three of them were shot in the Haymarket riots in the 1800s, late 1880s, and they called, in commemoration of those workers, they called it May Day, International Workers' Day. That spread all over the world. May Day started here, May 1st. When Ronald Reagan came into office, he wanted to wipe that history out, and he changed it to Law Day. Okay? In every other part of the world, we commemorate the American workers for May Day, except in the United States. So what happened was, those in power wanted to wipe out the history of how we actually got things done. It was through people building massive workers' movements. Does that make sense? This is American History 101 that's no longer taught anymore. Because they want to tell people that you go suck up to politicians, you go suck up to um, you know, a few people, and they're going to help us with this. So I want to level set that. This is how we really got things done in this country. It was through people fighting, through mass workers' movements, revolutionary movements for infrastructure. Okay? Ever since the 1950s, by the way, 1950s is when the McCarthy era took place. You guys heard about this? When they started branding everyone as communists. I mean, Soviet communists. So they could destroy this worker, the notion of working people coming together and building powerful movements. And isn't it curious, it's in 1954 when the polio vaccine comes. So destruction of workers' movements and starting to inject people with vaccines. Right? Maybe it's coincidence, but it's a very interesting coincidence. So in summary, the real way we get there was people fighting, building movements, bottoms up. Okay? And those movements didn't make money, by the way, building these movements. They weren't nonprofits who exist for 20, 30 years, 
sucking people's money in and people getting Botoxed on TV shows, putting pushing their TV shows. And we're going to talk about those people. People want me to name names. I'm going to start naming names. All right. This is how you actually got things done. This is the truth. People can go study it on their own. What has happened is today, Massachusetts, for example, as I talk about in this document, you can look it up, got an F in infrastructure, an F. I find it quite curious. We got an F in infrastructure when MIT's here. I have four degrees from there. I know some of the best minds in the world. Isn't it incredible Massachusetts gets an F? Not only an F, but a big fat F. The, the number of points were 123 out of 350. That's like a 35%. Like that's an F minus, minus, minus. And no one talks about this. So they can't keep the bridges working. They can't keep the roads working. They can't keep the water systems are 20 years behind. And the correlation to corruption over here, this corruption, is that the lawmakers in Massachusetts got a D plus, down from a C in 2012. An F for lobbying disclosure, an F for judicial accountability, an F for public access to information. That's what you have. And anyone who tells it, you're gonna go suck up to these politicians and we should stay quiet in this vaccine choice movement is part of the problem. Health Choice is doing that in this state, okay? And I was part of those guys, and they tell mothers to shut up. They tell mothers to keep quiet. And they got a guy called Mark Blacksell, who's part of pharma. Not only part of pharma, but he screwed over Brian Hooker, who was going to bring out all the hearings case. And he came in and intervened himself and made sure those hearings failed. He also screwed up Andy Wakefield, okay? Mark Blacksell is the one behind Health Choice, and now he's on Fox News as though he's the opposition to Vargas. Okay? Uh, Jake, is it? Crosby, an amazing Masters of Public Health scholar, did a beautiful analysis exposing Blacksell. And what did Blacksell do? He tried to diminish this kid's work, and it's all out there. You can go look up Jake Crosby, Bullen Report, exposing how Mark Blacksell, who's behind Health Choice, destroyed Brian. Hooker's testimony, which would have completely showed how the CDC was involved in malfeasance in not bringing out the thimerosal autism link. Okay? And that group tried to diminish me in giving my hearing, and they shoved me away at the bottom. I'm the only, you know, systems guy, you know, the system scientist here who can expose this. So, this collusion has two enemies here. You have pharma, which promotes fake science, uses politician to promote fake public health. So what do I mean by that? So we know that all the real gains in public health came from infrastructure, right? It's inarguable. Medical interventions have such a small little minuscule effect, maybe 3%, okay? So instead of addressing the infrastructure issue, they, politicians want to get elected and reelected. Remember, that's their goal. I talk about that here. Their goal is to get elected and re-elected. So how do they get re-elected? Well, first of all, if you look at their schedule, 90% of their time of a congressman or senator's schedule is spent in getting donors and getting winning uh, influence. If you actually go look at their schedules, they maybe spend 10% on a good day, 20% on legislation. So the day they get into office, two years House of Representatives, six years for Senate, they're right there trying to get re-elected. And how do they get re-elected? Well, there's three buckets to the economy. One is uh, equity, giving away free stuff, Medicare, food stamps, etc. The other is security, bucket number two, border protection, right, immigration, 
a police, and the third is called infrastructure. So where do politicians always vote for? They always vote for bucket one because it's convenient to get the votes. Oh, I, I'm giving away free stuff. They don't know where it's coming from, but it's a way to get reelected. And as a part of that, you, you don't vote for infrastructure because this means it's a long play, right? You want to get elected. This is a 20, 30 year play. So you have politicians, most of them who don't have jobs, who want to get elected and reelected and reelected and reelected. So they, they always vote for bucket one or two, which is the equity or the security piece. They don't vote for infrastructure. So it's happening right here. That's why these statistics are important. An F in infrastructure in Massachusetts, a D plus in corruption. And so what you end up happening is the infrastructure starts breaking down. Massachusetts, and by the way, this is not only Mass, it's just an example. New Jersey has the worst public transit system, one of the worst. You have homelessness, by the way, in Massachusetts going up by 18%, the highest last year. Meanwhile, Joe Kennedy, who I'm running against, takes pictures with homeless people because he needs that for his album. Okay, I have a lot of brown people I already have in my album. I don't need that, but he does. Okay, this is part of the scam that's going on. So when it comes to vaccinations, they have created a fake public health issue. We're going to vaccinate all of you because we care so much about public health. And they've created a fake science called herd immunity. That's what they've done. Because a herd immunity model has nothing to do with real science because what it's really saying is we want to protect this immunocompromised group of 170,000 people roughly, one out of 2,000 people in the United States. So we're going to have to vaccinate 95 for um, measles about 95% of the 300 million, 350 million. So we're going to have to vaccinate 290 million people to protect the immunocompromise of 170,000 people. And in that herd quote-unquote community immunity model, it's fake science because you're not worried about the fact that vaccinations themselves may cause injury, number one. You're not concerned about the fact that we have individual chemistries and you're conflating vaccines with public health, okay? The relative infrastructure. Does that make sense? So over here, this is the engine that's going on and it's opposition to what we want. So if we want to win this, we have to really absorb this diagram here. I'm trying to keep things simple but it took a long while to make it this simple, okay? So either we're on this side or on this side. The misleaders in this movement, which I wanna talk about now, any questions on this? Is this clear? So when you look at this, is there any questions online, Jen? There's just a lot of, um, there is on Twitter, one second. Okay, so, but I want to lay out, this is really the big picture, okay? And if we don't under the big picture, we're always going to get misled for another 20 years. This movement has been going on for nearly 20 years. When, you know, I got involved in this, I got involved in this because my entire life, as I said, is about health. And people had me go down to an event that Andrew Wakefield was speaking down in Florida. I was one of the speakers. And I pulled Wakefield aside. I said, Andy, this movement has no science to it. That's why you guys are failing. I said, there's no fundamental science. So we started creating a series of videos talking about the modern immune system. We started doing free lectures here. By the way, I don't get paid for this. I don't charge franchise money like the Children's Health Fund uh, does, Children's Defense Fund. I don't charge $30,000 to fly around, okay? Michael and me and Richard went down. We paid our own way. We brought our own speakers, our own stuff. When we arrived in New Jersey, they didn't even have proper speaker equipment. Okay, Dell Bigtree wanted to use ours. And they didn't really want us there because I'm the new kid on the block. 
There's so much jealousy in these movements. They don't want Shiva Yadre talking about a different way of looking at the problem from a revolutionary perspective. And we've seen that over and over and over again. So they despise us. Yet the people on the ground, the mothers, love us. Because we're bringing a different perspective to this movement, which is saying we need to build a massive movement here. And to give you a perspective on this movement, look, I know Bobby Kennedy may be a nice guy, but Bobby Kennedy endorsed Hillary Clinton. So Bobby, if you're listening, you need to answer, why did you endorse Hillary Clinton? How can you have anyone say they're leading a movement when they endorse? One thing is, okay, I publicly support her, I'm a Democrat, and the Kennedys are all Democrats, but you endorsed her. Not only in 2007 and 8, but also in 2016. Hillary Clinton is a vaccine queen. The Clinton Global Initiative has taken in $300 million in R&D support to support vaccines. Merck and the Gardasil vaccine did a relationship with Clinton Global Initiative. Okay? And I just had a very interesting fellow call me yesterday from Wisconsin. They asked this fellow to be the head of Wisconsin's uh, what is it, Children's Health Defense Fund. And people should go explore this, and I'd like you know, Bobby and whoever else to talk about this. And they said he had to give $2,500 to the Children's Defense Fund to, become, to apply to see if he could be the head in Wisconsin. $2,500, so doesn't that sound like a franchise model? Does it? Well, he didn't have the money, so he said he was gonna sell T-shirts to raise money for a march that was being planned, a march against vaccines all over the country. Buy it, another woman, bottoms up. Well, he was gonna sell t-shirts to support that march to get his 2,500. In response to that, and you can see it, it's up on Facebook, the, uh, this, uh, whatever, the Children's Defense Fund said they, they sent him a legal notice to cease and desist, separate him, why? Because they didn't want another movement coming up. So all, movements have to be anointed by them. You follow what I'm saying? That was two years ago. Why isn't there massive demonstrations in this country on this issue? Because people have been sitting on this movement. And those people have been sitting on this movement sucking up to these people. Re Republican, Dem by the way, it's interesting, Republicans who are so evil are the ones who are coming out against the overreach of the state and Democrats who are supposed to be pro-choice have been supporting or been against vaccine choice. Okay? And many of these people are quote-unquote liberal Democrats. So you have to look at that. So these people have been saying, be nice to politicians. Be nice. Shh. They've been telling women to shh. When we were in New Jersey, there were people with yellow hats, with lanyards, corralling people. Okay? And I have at least... 10 women who've called me over the phone since New Jersey saying, Shiva, I'm so happy you were out there. Do you know that I felt I was in a TV show script with Highwire, telling us what to do, when to do it. And by the way, that night when we finished that event, you know, we, many people consider us one of the leaders in this movement. They had a Cheesecake Factory event. We weren't even invited. The, the, the Dell Big Tree and the woman from Citizens Defense Fund was there. And we go there, it's all these people, and we're like, and, they, and when we walked in, total silence, as though we were the untouchables who shouldn't even be in that room. 
Children's Health Defense. Children's Health Defense, okay? Mary Holland. And Mary, if you're listening, it was pretty, you know, so I've got texts from people since I brought this up. Oh, we didn't mean to do that. Well, we thought you were blah, 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 all this nonsensical excuses. The bottom line is, it's not about me, but they do not want real people involved in this movement. And in Massachusetts, you have a group telling women what signs to hold up to shush out. This is where the American Revolution took place. I'm sorry, the revolution was not done, people marching in nice orders. People threw tomahawks, people came from everywhere, and they built a massive movement. And the fact that over here, so I'm talking about it's not only the farmer and politicians, but I call it the NSOEs. The not-so-obvious establishment has been sitting on this movement. And I personally have felt like an outsider, like a pariah. They have not embraced us. When in four months, five months, we have done more for this movement than these guys have done in 17 years. We've at least reached about two million people with our videos, free. We started offering classes for free. The discussion of vaccines from a scientific perspective is so bad, the science, that at least 50% of the American public should know something's wrong. What have these guys been doing with all the money they earned? What have they been doing? Del Bigtree's more concerned about how he looks and how he comes across and taking other people's content. Just to give you an example, this is a trivial thing. When we were giving our talk, I said, you know, this is a battle of, this is a, like the victory of the Battle of Trenton, okay? The revolution was that victory. Well, he puts that out there. He doesn't give any credit because he wants to push himself out there. It is about building a media company for Highwire, and it's about building a, you know, a nonprofit organization for Children's Defense Fund. That's what's going on. And you guys, we can have an open debate about this, but I'm not going to be diplomatic about this because I'm putting my butt out there. All of our volunteers here do not get paid a single cent, and the mothers and the families here do not get paid anything. These people have made this a business. Look, I'm not saying they don't do awareness, they don't do nice things, that's fine. This is no different than the cancer associations, okay? Like the, like the Breast Cancer Foundation, right? Okay, Susan Komen, well, she's built a multi-billion dollar enterprise. She got a nice pension. I don't see breast cancer solved. So yes, whenever the move, you have the establishment, and then you have the actual people want to see cancer solved, or actually want to get vaccine choice. And then you have people who appear in the middle and when they tell us not to go to the streets, not to bring up these issues, and to be part of this and be nice to the politicians, they're out of their mind. They're part of the establishment. I'm sorry, because they have a monetary interest. Why is someone charging a $2,500 franchise application fee? So I want to make it very clear that I'm into this. I'm not into this. All right? So this is a problem, so we have two problems. We have this, and we also have misleaders in this movement who think, A, either they're stupid, that you suck up to these guys, and B, actually you're making money off this movement. And Jen, if anyone has any questions, we'll go into a deeper online if you guys do, before I go into what the solution is. Any questions? That was actually one of the big questions, is how are we going to flip this into the direction? Right, so, so I can tell you that everyday people who are not politicians, who are not nonprofits living off movements, in their gut they know how to win. And that is you gotta build it bottoms up. It's gotta be neighbor to neighbor, bottoms up. And the fact is this movement never educated your neighbor, hey, something's wrong with vaccinations. 
it would right like the science doesn't matter so we did one video called the modern immune system the same stuff i shared with the national science foundation that's gone out to around seventy thousand people just with our little whiteboard video okay you have to wonder why doesn't children's defense fund put it up why doesn't highwire have it up there why because we are stealing views away from his tv show and potential donations from the other group okay it's the only conclusion i have because if they wanted to collaborate they would be doing this together and yet what happens is this is part of the problem is people will speak this word called unity okay so when i started bringing up this they said oh shiva don't talk about this you're going to disunite the movement okay well that word unity is a red flag because it's like you want to keep a little sorority. Do you know what I'm saying? Of 50 people. Well, that's not going to win this. We need to have an expansive movement of millions of people, not a little unity movement so people can massage out the fundamental corruption that's even in this movement. So that's how, that's a problem. So I hope I've laid out the problem carefully because you can't have the solution A, B, C, awareness, behavior, then change. First, we have to be aware of what the problem is. Then we can start changing the behavior, and then we can win, which is change. A, B, C, okay? So let's talk about how we're gonna win. Uh, Jen, do you wanna get a picture of this? Or can I change it? I think, we have the, I think we have the immune system here. By the way, um, I did a, just to, just to, if you want a quick summary, several weeks ago I did a whole thing talking about the immune system, and I really talked about the modern immune system, okay? Um, I have to, Janice advised me to put the copyright because we have people actually steal our content. It's fine, you can steal it, I'm fine with it, but at least give credit to where it came from. In science, it's an important thing to do that. So Dell, I hope you're listening to that, okay? So um, this is what we shared, okay? We shared that the old model was you had the innate immune system and the adaptive immune system. And what they said was when you got a pathogen coming, it came through the innate immune system, and then it triggered the adaptive, and you got antibodies, okay? So over here. And the goal was, if you got antibodies, you're in good shape. So we created a thing called, let's give a vaccine, short circuit the adaptive system to get antibodies. The innate immune system is when I sneeze on you, everything comes through your eyes, your nose, and all these amazing things get triggered. Um, your body actually knows how to detox those things. It's got filtration systems when it comes through this way. But when you inject something in here, you're going right into the bloodstream. Your body never has a chance to filter out the to toxins. But in the vaccine model, they said, we're gonna just stick something into the adaptive and your body will generate antibodies, great, you're in good shape. Something more problematic with this is that it was a two box model of the immune system. What I discussed was the modern immune system has a microbiome, it's got the neural system, it's got the interferon system. There's a missing link between the innate and the adaptive, it's called interferons. And if you guys go look at the video, I'm not going to do it today, you guys can understand this. And then we have the gut microbiome, which connects to the brain, the gut-brain axis. And it's really a much more complicated system. So if you go and just put something in here, don't you think these other systems are going to also turn on and adjust themselves? And that's where you can have potential autoimmunity taking place. Lupus, multiple sclerosis, all these other, we have 50% of kids now with all these autoimmune diseases. I'm not saying this is the only thing. But I can tell you the ankle bone's connected to the foot bone, okay? At least one degree in engineering taught me that. I think four have taught me more than that, okay? 
And people, the MDs and the pediatricians, nice people, but they're not systems guys. They're not experts in the immune system. The key word here is system, okay? And they're not experts in systems. So this is what we talked about. So from the science perspective, this is the real science of the immune system. It's a complex system. And if you go tweaking with nature, you're not going to, you can't say that it's not going to affect other systems. So anyway, I think about three months into this movement, we did a nice video. I was invited to give a talk at the National Science Foundation. Again, none of these other people have brought it out. I talked to Children's Health Defense Fund. I said, look, they said, okay, okay, okay. But they didn't want to bring it out because they don't get credit. I'm sorry. Probably they don't get views. Right? But so we did it ourselves. And it's free. No charge, no donation. You don't have to fund me to fly anywhere. It's free. And this is what everyone should be getting out there because when I share this, everyone gets it. You could even teach it to people who believe in vaccines. They go, you know what, Dr. Shiva's right. It's a complex system. It's not the adaptive and the, I mean the innate and the adaptive. This is how our virus comes in. Oh my God, if, it, if I just go stick something here, what is it gonna do to the gut microbiome? We talked about in Japan, they took autistic kids and non-autistic kids and they found a big differential difference between their gut microbiome and two particular bacteria, okay? Which means that your body's trying to adjust to other phenomenon that's taking place. We don't know how it's doing it, it's a complex science. But to say that you're not gonna give people choice when you're sticking something here without addressing complexity is the real issue. By the way, I shared this with a room full of 200 scientists and engineers. All these people are smart. No one had an issue when I said, look, you have to give people choice. They said, you know what? He's right. That's the education we need to give people. Okay? This is an education that was done on a whiteboard without nice lighting, okay? Without all the makeup, and it hit 60, 70,000 people. You don't need to be a talk show host on Highwire to do this and be getting funded to do this. You listening, Dell? You should be putting this on there and shame on you not doing this. Bullshit. Okay, let's talk about how we're going to win, okay? And then we'll have our, you know, a more discussion on actual next steps. Jen, if there's any questions, you can just drop it by. So how do we win? Well, the way we win is to recognize that how people have always won. And it's been through one, two simple words, mass movements. Mass movements which interconnect different, which interconnect these different movements, okay? So again, I encourage people to read this because the interconnection I'm talking about is between truth, freedom, and health, okay? So if you look at it, here's freedom. Let's put truth here. And let's put freedom here. I mean, let's put health here. So how do we get to truth? How, do we, how does truth support health and how does health support freedom? Very simple. Well, freedom is the ability to have discourse, right? Debate, no censorship, which means you don't tell people to shush, okay? At a movement rally, which means you don't tell mothers who want to express their anger to shush out or how they should speak to their Congress or their politicians, 99% of them who are corrupt. Okay, this has been going on in this movement, but this is what the establishment wants. They, they don't want discourse or debate. The rally in New Jersey, one of the most powerful things, Jen will tell you, weeks before even the December 16th, we got thousands of emails wanting us to come down. 
because I was articulating very clearly, we need to build a ferocious groundswell movement. And that had never been put forward out there. It was always, including Del Bigtree, before he went down to the recent debate, what did he say? Oh, be nice. I've heard some people want to build a movement. Be nice to the legislators. Okay? This is student government politics that, that two-year-olds do. Okay? Telling people to be nice to the legislators because they have some interest in that. Sweeney is not a nice guy down in New Jersey. I'm sorry. He's with Norcross, which is one most powerful mafia guy out of New Jersey. They're all one big collusion. And you're not going to win by being nice to these people. All right? But to tell people to be nice to legislators, and fine, you can say that, but tell people to shush out is part of this problem. No discourse or debate. So, and by the way, when you don't have this, on the establishment side, you can't practice science. Science gets cut off, so you can't get to truth. So you go from science to what's called consensus. You heard of scientific consensus? Oh, vaccines are safe. That's a consensus. You don't do the research, the scientific method. So when you curtail freedom, you don't get to truth. And when you don't get to truth, you don't identify the real problem, and you don't innovate the real solution. What you get is you get a fake problem. And the fake problem is, in this case, vaccinate. And the fake solution is mandate. And so what ends up happening is you, you ruin people's health because you don't give them a choice. And here you get real health. So what's happening is, in this process, if you have unhealthy people, they're too weak to fight, okay? You need strong people to fight for freedom. So what's ending up happening is you have this cycle that curtails freedom at all levels so we never find the truth. The truth in how to build a movement. The truth in how to actually take care of our bodies. The truth in building a movement is you need to build it bottoms up. We don't need just people you know, flying in and flying out. We need to be, be bottoms up. It needs to be explosive. It needs to be uh, fully you know, inclusive and diverse. The problem in New Jersey, great movement by the way, but I, I wanted, to, is that there were, I think only three, four, five people of color there. When I looked out in the audience, me, Holly, and maybe three other people, would you say so? I could count them on maybe two hands. And no flyers, no distribution was done in Trent, Michael and Richard took a Uber that night and the Uber driver woman said, oh yeah, I saw Shiva's videos. And they go, oh, did you know there was a rally? She goes, I didn't know there was a rally. She's in Trenton. So there has not been outreach to the community. It's been outreach to an echo chamber who gives donations, okay, who fuels the not-so-obvious establishment's business model. And again, I'm not saying anything. I don't know these people personally, but I'm just telling you from a physics of, of human change. So this concept of not getting to truth of how do you do movement has been going on. And so we, so we don't go after the real problem, the real solution. So what's the real problem here? First, the solution here is we need to make this movement number one, number one inclusive, truly inclusive. Number one, truly free, freedom. We need to decentralize it, which means door to door. More and more people need to know what's going on. We need to make it based on being very personalized. How you communicate to different people, different groups of people need to be done in different ways. You can't do the same communication to everyone else. 
And the last piece here, it needs to be fully transparent. Okay? Shutting down when someone wants to go to a massive movement all over the country. They wanted to do a million-person march. The other two groups shut, that, shut them down. When Jake Crosby starts exposing a guy like Mark Blacksell and Bobby Kennedy and Del Bigtree know about it, why haven't they brought that out? Meanwhile, they want to act like, ooh, we, we, we're the big investigative reporters. We bring out what the who does. They need to bring out what Mark Blacksell has been doing to this movement for 20 years. They know about it. They haven't brought it up. And you can't be defending people like Hillary Clinton and endorsing her and trying to make us feel, oh, because you have a Kennedy to your name, that, oh, oh Bobby must have done it for good reason. No, he didn't. He's part of the problem when he endorses someone like Hillary Clinton. So we need to focus on this. Inclusivity, transparency, freedom, decentralization. We need to keep the message personalized, which means lots of people we need to bring in. So I'll lay out, and we'll open it up to discussion, is what I think we need to do right now to win. Is number one, we need to educate. Number two, we need to use the science of the modern immune system. And, and we're talking about now not educating the already converted, right? We're talking about educating those people who are on the fence. They don't know. It's easy to go back to, to someone who's already not vaccinating and say, don't vaccinate, you know, join us. There's lots and lots of people out there who actually don't even know that the science that's being used for vaccination is about 50 to 160 years old. That simple thing is easy to convince people on because they realize that the vaccine model that was built with the innate and the adaptive two box model is about 50 to 165 years old. The modern science is showing that the immune system is far more complicated. Everyone can go see that video. Anyone can learn how to do that diagram. It's already there and teach people, look, I'm not pro or anti-vax, okay? That's a different discussion. What I'm saying is a vaccine model that we're using to say that everyone could get this standardized vaccine is based on a science of the immune system that's 50 to six, 50, uh, sorry, 60 to 150 years old, okay? And let anyone try to argue with that. They can't. So now we've taken it to the science level, not an emotional level. Let any of these quote-unquote MDs and pediatricians argue with this. They can't because the science is literally 60 to 150 years old. So they're using a vaccine model, that uh, vaccine development model that's 50 to 165 years old. The other thing that I wanted to do is number three, the part of the education is, is that pharma companies, and this is very easy to explain to people, pharma companies' business model is actually failing with drugs. And that business model, because it's failing with drugs, because of the side effects, they have decided that they're gonna use vaccines as a way to make their money, and I'll explain that. I'll repeat again, the pharma company's business model with drug development is failing because of the liability, et cetera, on pharmaceutical drugs. Vaccines do not need to go through the same testing process. They do not need to go through the same regulatory process because they're considered as a different part than drugs. So because of that, they have less liability to the pharma companies. So vaccines are really the safe haven. They're like economically, they're awesome for pharma companies because liability is reduced for them and they don't have to prove risk. 
in when you build a pharmaceutical drug, it goes through a very interesting process. I've done this before. Here you do you, you discover the drug, right? Then you do what's called in vitro test tube research. Then you do what's called in vivo research, which means kill a bunch of animals. Then you go, you file with the FDA and IND, and then you go through what's called clinical trials, various phases, and then you get the drug. Okay, if you make it to phase one, phase two, phase three. This entire process takes them about 13 years. Okay? And then you get the drug here. What's happening is pharma companies are producing less and less drugs because more and more side effects. Their business model is failing for drugs, for pharmaceutical drugs, because of the regulatory stuff they have to go through. Everyone following me? This is a 13-year process, about $1 billion to $5 billion. They're not producing enough drugs. So vaccines, they don't have to do any of this. They, can, they don't have to do double-blind saline placebo control studies. In the regulatory process, they need to do this. So vaccines are an amazing business opportunity for them. Because what this means is they can put them out and the children and you and us test them for them. And they have lower liability. They have no liability because in 1986, you can't sue pharma companies. You go to the vaccine courts. So it's amazing business model. This has also got to be educated to people. First of all, we need to educate people that the science of the modern immune system, and we need to educate people on the simple diagram. And we need to do this door to door to door to door to door. And we need to get this. So the next thing I'm going to be doing, this is, by the way, two-page flyer. We need to go among the streets. We went to South Station. We passed out 1,000 in one hour. And people took them. But is anyone out there doing that? Because that means, I'm sorry, Dell and Kennedy, you got to get off your ass and you got to go down and meet real people. But you don't want to do that because you both want to be celebrities. That's how we win. We win by going among people and educating them. Not doing emotional videos that gets you hits and views so you can build your freaking business. I'm really pissed off with both of these guys. They've done stuff that they should be doing and they're not because they think politicians are nice people because one guy comes from a political family and the other guy wants to be a celebrity. And you know who I'm talking about, Dell and Bobby, okay? And by the way, whenever we're at these events, they'll say, oh, Shiva, we got to work with you and don't hear anything from them after that because they want to let all of you think, oh, she, we're, we're friends with Shiva. And it says nothing to do with friendship. It has to do with truth. It has to do with people's lives. That's what this has to do. And these people are not fiercely fighting out there. So again, let me repeat, we need to build a broad movement. We need to take education out to people, everyday people. That's how we win. Not to the same old people who already get it. Because the politicians are part of the big pharma model. They get tr this a trillion dollar industry. Don't you think they're gonna put people in to keep the movement quiet? I would if I were trillion dollars. That's what, you know, that's a clever model. The only way we're going to win is to educate the broad mass of people. And I'm telling you two tools. One is what I've just shared with you, which is this is the thesis, which is people need to understand what the real problem is. That infrastructure has always been the way. And these issues about vaccinating all of us is a fake problem and a fake solution. People need to understand that theory. Got it? Second thing is people need to understand that the science of the modern immune system itself shows 
And there's a video out there. Everyone should share that. It's free. Um, and the third thing is we're going to do a, a, another leaflet on this to show you the fundamentals of how the vaccine entire system is based on supporting pharmaceutical drugs and their profit motive. And that's very simple. Anyone can understand that. And by the way, those two things go to everyone, whether you're pro-vaccine or anti-vaccine. I think a lot of people get pissed off if they understand that the vaccines do not have to go through the regulatory process. They don't. So any questions? I mean, there's a lot of comments yeah. and love and agreeance. And um, I think for people just first hearing this information regarding Dell and Kennedy, it's it can be a lot. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I, more I, information comes out, um, you'll understand like the bigger, you know, problem. With well, first of all, there's people even the, the guys like Mark Blacksell who've been in this movement, in, who have infiltrated the movement, who have taken advantage of people like Brian Hooker, who is a, a very quiet guy who had all the data. data. By the way, um, Brian Hooker was a guy who had all the audio tapes of William Thompson showing that the CDC was doing malfeasance, malfeasance on actually manipulating the thimerosal autism data. Brian Hooker had all the tapes. He went to Daryl Issa, who was uh, one of the oversight committee heads, and he was going to give a hearing. The hearing was all set up. Blacksell went around him, hired a lobbyist to go and tell Hooker's office, uh, not Hooker, Issa's office, oh, uh, Brian Hooker's not going to present that hearing. Uh, Mark Blacksell will. And the hearing was a complete disaster. Okay? This should have ended 10, 20 years ago. And everyone, so Jake Crosby brought this out and Jake Crosby was vilified. And Bobby Kennedy was made aware of this. And Bobby Kennedy said, well, you know, you're ahead of your times, essentially, I have the email. Okay? And Del Bigtree was made aware of this and he never exposed this. So you have two guys in this movement who know about Black Soul and who have not brought it out. And I have to do the dirty job, I guess, because I'm the untouchable from India. You know, my people always had to do all the dirty work in India, clean the toilets, pick the coconut tree. So I have to do the dirty freaking job. But those people have held down this movement and it's a disgrace what they've done to this movement because mothers out there, when they hear about this, they should hear about this. You should be outraged. It's a truth. It's a freaking truth. Mark Blacks, and by the way, Health Choice is promoting him now, okay? as the opposition to Vargas. And everyone should go read Jake Crosby's report. What else? And by the way, if it's too much for you, I'm sorry. You know, we gotta, if you're a spiritual person, you gotta see the world as it is. Gotta take your rose-colored glasses off if we wanna fight. Otherwise, we're gonna be running around without any real direction. And that's why we're having this meeting because I owe it to you. I owe it to truth. Because what we saw in New Jersey is the way we should be going and not for high wire to shoot it and so you can get views, Dell. That's not what it's about. It's about, there should have been 10 times more people out there. And that's what scares the shit out of politicians. And the fact that in Massachusetts, people are told not to do a movement is, is disgusting. Anything else? Um, if not, yeah, we'll, we'll do yeah, our huddle here. Yeah. I mean, there's, a lot, there's just a lot of comments, and 
Uh, people are asking more about where they can access your research, your papers, um, that sort of thing. So okay. letting them know where to go. So look, I've uh, just to let you guys know what I do for a living. I get up at four in the morning. I run. I still I do work for a living. This is something that actually I do something that. I, I love doing this because it's part of who I am, but it's not like I actually lose money from doing this and not my science, okay? But I get up in the morning, I run a company called Cytosolve, which we've been running for around 16 years. It came out of my technology at MIT where we literally are modeling diseases on the computer to eliminate the need for animal testing. So I've uh, published a paper in Nature Neuroscience, where we, one of the most prestigious journals in the world, where we really showed a new model of the neurovascular system. I've published papers in Cell about the arterial system, but we literally have this amazing capability. We can take all the science in a field, distill it, and understand the molecular mechanisms. That technology is what I use to show how uh, the, the GMOs, when you do genetic insertion, how the soy will actually deplete glutathione and increase uh, formaldehyde levels. So I, do, I study papers and I do science, system science every day. This is my bread and butter, okay? So vaccines are one part of that. So any one of these foolish people say, oh, what do you know about vaccines? Well, the issue you have to ask them is, what do you know about vaccines? Because the immune system has nothing to do with the immune lowercase system. It has to do with the uppercase system, meaning the immune system is a system. Engineers understand systems. Plumbers understand systems. Electricians do. MDs, I'm sorry, they don't. Pediatricians don't. So what we can do, Jen, is the series of videos I've done on the modern immune system, mm -hmm. we will, it's up there. But I would say the best thing you can do is go look at that video I did on the modern immune system and learn how to draw that, okay? We can... Um, and it's all on vashiva.com. On vashiva.com, V-A-S-H-I-V-A.com. It's on my YouTube, it's on Twitter, but vashiva.com. If you want me to explain anything, I can do more stuff for you. I used to teach a course at MIT called Systems Visualization where we used to take very complex systems and articulate them without losing the complexity in a simple way. I could do a video on herd immunity if you want, okay? Whatever you want me to do, see me as a resource to create those educational materials, put them away freely, not 650 bucks for a course, you know? By the way, people wanna, we, I actually, even if people give me donations, I give you stuff, okay? I don't feel good about taking stuff. In fact, when people give us donations even to our campaign, I, I think we send you a book, we send you access to a tool, and we give you a bumper sticker. So I never felt good about taking something for nothing, okay? It's not part of my ethos. So even if you donate to the campaign, I actually give you stuff, okay? Um, but what I wanna let you know is that we need to start teaching people how the body is a system. And if we wanna do legislators, we can host a town hall here for them, not behind closed doors. So one of the things we wanna do is host town halls. So if you want your legislator to come, I can do town hall here's, you know, we can do, line them up. I'm supposed to be speaking at a library coming up. Um, but we can host town halls here, invite legislators, invite mothers, invite everyone. We have, the fortunate thing is, you know, I did do well as, a, as an entrepreneur creating my own technologies. We have this building here. So it's a resource, it's in Cambridge. All the pharma guys are right down here. Consider this a resource for the movement, okay? But we need to educate, broadly educate lots and lots of people fast. That should have been done for 17 years and it hasn't been done. And these other two groups who are listening, they don't really want to take this educational content out there because they see it as a competitive thing. They're the ones who are against unity because I'm, sorry, coming in on their business model. What else? 
Um, just a reminder to go to shivaforsenate.com. Right. And that's where you'll get pick up this flyer. You're right. So if anyone wants this flyer, you can download it, you can print it, you can reuse it. We'll be, by the way, we're calling for a Science Ain't Settled Speak Out at South Station. We're not going to do it over in the State House where no one can see you. The, the Boston Commons, like over there. South Station, millions of people pass by there. And we were out there in the cold passing this out. So if you want to do activism, you have to go where the people are, not where the lawmakers are, okay? That, this is the error. I'm not saying don't talk to lawmakers, but let's go educate lots of people. So we're going to have uh, uh, the new flyer has signed saying settled, speak out on January uh, 24th. We're going to bring our megaphones, public area, and anyone who wants to speak out, you can talk about it. If your mothers, your family, fathers, um, I'll be talking about why the science ain't settled, whether it's snowing or raining, we'll be out there on South Station. So we're inviting people to speak out publicly. My point is we have to go out to our neighbors and teach them. Now, this is one example. Is it the optimal way? Maybe, maybe not. It's an experiment, but we need to go out and reach our neighbors, okay? People should do events in their homes, okay? Events in their libraries. We're doing one in a, a our research center is hosting a science aid settled beyond vax vax event. We were doing them at all these yoga centers, but when I started exposing some of the problems, the same people were letting me get into the yoga centers, they started bad mouthing us. Okay? And you know who you are, okay? But the idea is we need to do broad education, you know, wherever we go. New Jersey embraced us, you know, the people in Massachusetts are controlling the mothers here. And people need to break break that. We need to go broad and deep and educate lots and lots of people. It's the only way movements have always been won. Mass movements. Also, for anyone who wants to volunteer, sign up at shivaforsenate.com. Yeah. So, 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 and then yeah, so, so yeah, let, let, let me talk about our campaign. Look, I never wanted to be a politician. I hated electoral politics. I never voted in my life. To just to let you know, I despise politicians. I'm not a politician. When Trump ran and won, I actually voted for the guy. Why? Not because of him, but I saw him throwing bombs at both Republicans and Democrats, and I like that. And the American working class in this country was being mistreated, and he pointed out some very important things about that. And it's not about Democrat or Republican. I ran last year against Elizabeth Warren. By the way, Elizabeth Warren supported Monsanto. She voted for the Monsanto Protection Act, okay? She's part of the not-so-obvious fake establishment. She's part of the establishment. Talks a good game, same thing like all these people, okay? They are poverty pimps. So we ran as Republicans. The Republican Party was so afraid of me, because I'm an outsider, they put an idiot to run against Warren. So we ran as independents. And you have to, in Massachusetts, you have to get 20 to 40,000 signatures to even get on the ballot. Normally you have to, people just pay for it. We actually had people on the ground, we got on the ballot, and we got 100,000 votes. Five times more than any independent candidate in Massachusetts history. And that guy was allowed on the debate stage. They kept me illegally off the debate stage because they knew if a guy like me got on, people would say, wow, he's one of us. And they don't want that. So they had two idiots, Warren, the fake Indian, running against a guy who was a fake Trumper. That's what they did. But we got 100,000 votes. Everyone knew about us. We, we have about 70% of visibility in Massachusetts. This year we're running as a Republican. Okay? Because we think hopefully they'll get us on the debate stage, but it's not guaranteed. The Republicans may also run a fake, you know, whatever, an establishment guy against us. But we're hoping they won't if they're smart and they really believe in the principles of Lincoln, who was about meritocracy, you know, the true nature of the Republic. 
they'll let me run and beat Joe Kennedy, who's part of the aristocracy. I'm not talking about John Kennedy. John Kennedy was a pretty amazing guy. The Kennedy since then, you know, they kill people and get away with it, okay? That's who they are. They're the ones who cause homelessness. You look at all the dystopia in Massachusetts. It's from the quote-unquote lowercase Kennedys. And so we are running because I believe that, and I'm only going to serve one term. I don't have time to do this forever, okay? I have other things. It's, it's me giving back to this country that's given me so much. And part of doing this is we want to compel other people to become leaders. I hope that my running will get nurses and electricians and plumbers to want to run for Senate. Not, quote unquote, a person with a Kennedy thinks it's, in, it's his inheritance. Only the Kennedys can be involved in politics. What about an untouchable kid from India who came here with nothing? Who did create the first email system, who's been working his buns off like you guys for, you know, for most of his life. That win on this model of truth, freedom, and health, I think will send a shockwave across this country. That's why we need to win in Massachusetts, because it's not just about our campaign, it's about something much more fundamental. It's about the fact that freedom is being denied at every level, it's being replaced with scientific consensus, truth is not being honored anymore, we have fake problems to fake solutions, the health of our kids and our families is going down, this will be the first generation where the lifespan will be less than the previous generation. 54% of kids have autoimmune diseases. One out of five kids in the United States has a mental issue, mental disorder. This is what they have delivered us. This is what the Kennedys have delivered us in Massachusetts, or the Markeys, and what the establishment has delivered us. I think it's time that they get, you guys get someone else, one of you. So if people want to volunteer, we need about at least you know, 1,000 volunteers on the ground. We need to collect signatures to get on the ballot, and we can win this. So and if the, you're out of state, you can still sign Anyone out of state yeah. can, can help. Uh, if you want to, by the way, if you donate money to the campaign, we want to raise around $2 million. They'll be raising $40 million, and I don't know why they need that much money. Last year, we only raised 150000 We paid less than $0.70 cents a vote. Elizabeth Warren needed $30 a vote because they pay all the corruption. That's what it is. So I'm an entrepreneur. We'll stretch $1 a hundred times. So people want to donate, volunteer. We have to win in Massachusetts because Massachusetts is the center of the deep state. It's the center of Harvard and MIT, the institution that both supported Jeffrey Epstein. The president of MIT should resign. He took money from Epstein after he knew he was convicted. Okay, These institutions have become totally corrupt, guys. So we're going to win from a groundswell from below. All right, John, I think. Okay, so anyway, we're going to do a little huddle here, but uh, January 24th, South Station, people should come out and speak out. We're going to be there for, from 4 to 7 p.m., right? In the, in the afternoon on January 24th. It's a high traffic of lots of people out there. We're going to pass out flyers explaining to them these concepts. Very simple in one little flyer. So people, the nice thing about flyers, this is old school. People read it, it stays on their refrigerator. You know, it's better than social media. If it's written well, we took a lot of time writing this. People pass it on to their friends. It's a very powerful medium. Okay, anyway, know the truth. <laughs> you know, figure out your way and be the light. And uh, let's build a movement. That's how we win. Thank you. You can hit that, Michael, and then stop the broadcast. You got it? Thank you. What? Oh, did it stop?
What is? Uh, no, it's I, I'm watching it. Okay. It's still. 